Well, praise the Lord. This is Pastor David Moore of Make a Difference Ministry. I want to finish a series that we have done recently on the subject called Why Repent? And it's very important that we understand the significance of repentance. Because if if the enemy can get us confused about repentance, we'll lose our salvation before we even get it. You know, when I look here at my first point I want to share with you is repentance lets God restore and forgive and purify us. You know, I remember a time when I first got born again. I was 16 years old, going, headed towards 17, you know. And uh, my brother was in a hospital. He had gotten stabbed and pushed through our door. So we was there with him all night in the hospital, trying to minister to him and uh, trying to love him. And um, I just want you to understand that... That day, these Christians came to us and prayed for me. I'm telling you, the love and the grace of God that I felt was so amazing. The love and the grace of God that I felt was just like, you can feel this? You know, this is okay to feel His love? I not only felt the love that I felt that I used to have for my father... But I felt a godly love, a pure love, a love that didn't condemn me, a love that didn't look down on me. It was amazing of the, of the love I felt and, and the restoration that happened in my life. All my past sins, present, future have been forgiven through the blood of Jesus Christ. You know, it, it just amazes me each day. How he purifies my soul. How he restores my soul. Back to where it needs to be. Amen. And um, and I want to say. Point number two is. Repentance helps us to be humbled. You know repentance truly helps us be humbled. It truly helps us. Um, realize how much. And how important. It is that we need Christ in our life. We need Jesus Christ so much in our lives. We need His grace in our lives. So much that when He forgives you of all your sins, and when He washes away all your sins, how, how do you feel, you know, when that happens, you know? It's, it's unexplainable, really. But it, it's a humbling experience. It truly is a very humbling experience to sense and feel God's grace and God's love in our lives. Amen. I just want to talk to you today. I know the last couple of sermons I preached to you a little bit. But I just want to share some things with you and talk with you. And I may even just go ahead and finish out all my points on this uh, series here. Finish out the series today. But... Number three, I think this is very important. Repentance drives the devil 
a way from us. Let me say that again. I want you to get that in your spirit. Get that in your thinking. Repentance drives the devil away from us. The Bible says in James chapter 4 verse 8, Draw nigh to God. Draw nigh to God. That's a powerful statement right there. If you look at that verse and you think about that verse, it says a lot about repentance. Draw nigh to God. And then it says, He will draw nigh to you. The significance of repentance is the is is how we come to God, you know. Many people come to God in many different ways, in many different facets of life. Many people experience different types of depression or loss of family and something tragic happens or something just happens to the point where we come to Christ and and, and many of us experience God in different manners. Like my brother, you know, was stabbed. And uh, and because of it, it, it prepared me to accept Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior. But my life was good, what I thought it was. You know, I was so full of fear. I was so full of uh, anger, bitterness. God took it all away. But... God gave me an invitation. God spoke through this man and this woman and through the anointing and the love of God that was in their life wanted me to come near to God. See, I was experiencing a genuine love. I wasn't experiencing condemnation, guilt. I wasn't feeling... uh, a self-righteous attitude. All I could see is God's love. All I could feel was God's love. Repentance drives Satan away from you. When you look at this scripture, and I want to read it from the King or Amplified Translation, the one I just quoted to you, part of the one I quoted. But it says, Come close to God, and He will come close to you. Now that phrase in the Amplified here, what that is saying is, when you draw nigh to God, and you come to Him with a pure heart, with a, with a right heart, and you ask Him to forgive you of all your sins, God comes near you. And when God comes near you, the devil is going to be nowhere in sight. Think about that. The devil... He's not going to be standing there waiting and sitting there waiting on God to leave. He's going to be gone. He doesn't want to be in God's presence because he doesn't feel love. He has nothing to do with love. He has nothing to do with God's grace. He wants to, he has everything to do with hatred and bitterness and destruction and death. So when you draw nigh to God, and you repent of your sins with a pure heart. And you ask God to forgive you of your sins. And you say, Lord, forgive me. Cleanse me. I promise you. He will do just that. You know, 
<coughs> excuse me. We're going to pray here in a minute too, so just give me a minute. Come close to God and He will come close to you. Realize that you are a sinner. One translation says in the Old Testament, acknowledge that you're a sinner. Come to the realization that you have sinned against God. You have went the opposite direction of God's way and just say, I repent. And it doesn't matter when you say, I repent, He restores and He forgives you and He cleanses you from sin. Glory to God. Satan doesn't want to be around restoration and healing and forgiveness. Satan can't stand it. So when God does forgive you of your sins and God does cleanse you of your sin, guess what happens? He restores you. He begins to heal you. And Satan doesn't want any part of that. So we realize repentance drives the devil far from us. Amen. And that's very important to understand. Notice this. It says, sinners. So now we have knowledge. We recognize that we are sinners. Get your solid hands clean. Realize that you have been disloyal, wavering individuals with divided interest and purify your hearts of your spiritual adultery. Holy cow. <laughs> that says a lot right there. That verse says a lot. And being a preacher, boy, I can tell you I can break this down. But I want you to understand something. Repentance drives Satan away from you. Repentance drives evil away from you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like if you're harboring unforgiveness and you're harboring... Uh, uh, let's just say you have an offense and you ask God to forgive you of your sins. You ask God to come in and cleanse you and sanctify you. You, you, when you come to that point and you realize that you, your motives and and your uh, desires were contrary to God's way, and you purify yourself by repenting of those sins. And you ask Jesus to come into your heart. And you ask him technically to inhabit you. To indwell in you. Then that unforgiveness and that sin. All has to be removed. Do you understand that? I believe you do. The Bible says in 1 John. 1 John chapter 3. Verse 8. The Bible states. I like verse 7. You know. God's been really leading me into this to where I'm starting to study chapters and books of the Bible collectively instead of ripping them apart uh, and get the bigger picture instead of getting small picks, you know. But uh, I want to pray right now before we go into 1 John chapter 3, verse 7. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come to you, Lord, and ask you to forgive us of all sin. 
Lord, we ask you to wash us through the precious blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Jesus, you're the only way. The Bible says you're the only way. And Heavenly Father, we come to you through your son, Jesus, asking you to forgive us and cleanse us through his precious blood. Wash away everything that's ungodly. I don't have to name everything, God, but I ask you, I repent, and I ask you to forgive me, I ask you to restore me, and I ask you to heal me in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I forgive everyone who's ever hurt me, who's ever done me wrong, and I pray, God, that they'll forgive me for hurting them in Jesus' name. Do a mighty work in me, Lord. Use me for your glory, sir. Use me for your glory. Amen. First John chapter 3, verse 7. It says, Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteous is righteous, even as he is righteous. See, I don't live a life of righteousness because someone else is living a life of righteousness. I'm living a, right, a life of righteousness because I want to live righteous because he's righteous. My Lord and my Savior is righteous. That's the reason why I'm living righteous. I just want to point that out. And I believe that's the same for you. The reason why you're righteous and the reason why you're born again and the reason why you are saved is because he's righteous. Amen. Now, look at here at verse 8. I think this verse is very critical, very important. He says, He that committed sin is of the devil. In other words, sin originates from the devil. That's something we need to really understand, the King James translation. A lot of people misconstrue the scripture because they don't understand what that verse is technically saying. You know, but I like it says here, it says, Amplify says, but he who commits sin, who practices evil doings, is of the devil. In other words, you are being motivated by the devil. The desires of the devil are manifesting through you when you practice sin. So we can see here that sin... And practicing sin opens the door for Satan to have dominance in our life, right? So when we are practicing sin, Satan is there. Satan is present. But when we practice repentance, it drives him away. When we practice righteousness, when we practice Holiness, it drives sin, it drives Satan, it drives evil, demonic activity away from our lives. Because repentance, righteousness, and holiness brings God near us. You see that? Draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. So repentance causes God to come near me. Righteousness, holiness, a prayer life, a life of righteousness uh, 
practicing righteousness, so to speak, brings God's presence into our lives. When I pray, when I study the Bible, when I go to church and I fellowship, and when I fast and, and get into God and His Word, He comes near me. When I worship, He comes near me. But when I practice sin, God's nowhere around. Think about that for a minute. God is not pleased with sin. Listen to the scripture in Amplified. But he who commits sin, who practices evil doing, is of the devil. Take his character from the evil one. For the devil has sinned, has violated the divine law from the beginning. The reason the Son of God was manifested or visible was to undo, destroy, loosen, and dissolve the works of the devil has done. So Jesus has come on the scene to undo or to loosen bondage. I mean, do you understand that? To loosen bondage. Jesus Christ come to set us free. Satan wants to bind you up. Satan wants to keep you suppressed. Down with offense and anger and hatred and bitterness. You know, there's one of my neighbors uh, out here at the trailer park. One of my neighbors off on the other side. Not too far over from where I'm at, their their mom had passed away, and we used to fellowship here and there. When I go to my other friends' home, he would be out there in the yard cell. We'd fellowship, talk, commune. And when his mom had passed away, he used to be really friendly, and now it's like he doesn't even want to speak to me, like he's angry because. Maybe because I didn't come over and say, hey, because your mom passed away. I don't really know the reason. But this person's angry, won't even acknowledge me at all. And I sit back and I think about that. How Satan causes bitterness or resentment or offense. He's the author of it. You know, offense and anger and unforgiveness and bitterness originates out of his own heart. The Bible says sin or iniquity was found in his heart. That's sad. So all who practice sin are practicing the character of Satan. But if you resist sin and the life of sin, and the practice of sin, and you live a life of repentance before God. Another word for repentance is to turn away from and start doing the opposite of sin. We cause God to come into our lives, and we cause Satan to be driven away. You know, you ever heard that old book they have out? I can't remember the author. Excuse me, I had to drink, a, drink some coffee here. But it's called um, 
I think it's called God Chasers. Amen. We got to start chasing God. We got to run after Him and follow Him and do what He wants us to do in the Word. And when we come together as brothers and sisters in the Spirit of God's grace and the Spirit of God's love, instead of tearing each other down, we should be uplifting each other. We should be building each other up. That's what God wants us to do. But repentance is so critical in the body of Christ. Even though I don't practice sin, I don't go out here and live up and do what the world does. And But, I mean, I'm not sinless, but I do my best to repent every day. I ask God to forgive me of my sins every day. Because I feel that it's important that as long as I live in this physical body, the sinful nature is there. The choice to practice sin, the choice to live in sin is right there. The opportunity to, to backslide and, and the opportunity to become postized in, in God's grace and, and, and run astray is an opportunity right there waiting to happen. If I choose to. I can quit praying. I can quit studying the word. I can quit doing the things of God. And next thing I know. I could be doing sinful activity. You know I hear a lot of people say. Man I can't feel God. Well are you drawing nigh to him? Are you are you stopping the life of sin to draw nigh to God? Think about that. If you don't feel God and you don't sense His presence, maybe you're not drawing to Him. Maybe you're doing some things that's hindering your intimacy with Him. You need to go and take an inventory and find out what's going on. And realize that you need to get something straight. I mean, I've been in God's presence and I've felt blockage and i felt like, God, where are you in my life? And then next thing you know, I mean, God manifests himself in such a wonderful and unique way. Because I begin to seek him and I begin to search him and I begin to find him and I wasn't satisfied with status quo. I was hungry for the things of God. And I was determined to get his presence back into my life. And I was willing to do whatever it took. Repentance drives sin or the devil away from you. The Bible says Satan is the father of lies. Now let me, let me just go to this from the Amplified Translation. I was going to use my King James Bible. And the Holy Spirit just changed it up on me. And I'm just, I'd rather just obey him and then do what he says because his way is better than mine. Amen. And I was reading this, studying this one book, matter of fact. And let me think of the guy's name. T.L. Anderson. And I believe the book was called This Present Darkness. It's a very, very powerful book. And in this book or in this story... This guy gave a story that really just manifested God. I mean, God spoke to me. I even have a message on it sitting over there. Maybe one day I'll, I'll pull this message out and I'll 
I'll preach it here on the anchor, and uh, and you'll be able to hear it. It's a I want to preach the whole sermon because it's a powerful, powerful, powerful word of God, powerful word of God. But it says here in John chapter eight verse forty four, "Ye are of your father the devil." Now that's a powerful statement. Now we know here in this setting of scriptures who he is talking to. If you study the scriptures out, you'll really see who Jesus was speaking to when he was talking to the Pharisees and the Sadducees here. And when you see this, you'll realize, okay, this is who he's talking to. But we can also take God's word and appropriate it into our own personal lives and realize that God's talking to us. He said, you are of your father, the devil, and it is your will to practice the lust and gratify the desires which are characteristic of your father. Now that's a powerful statement right there. You choose? You mean to tell me, Jesus, you're telling me that I choose to practice sin? That I'm of my devil? Or of the devil, excuse me. Wow. I mean, it's a powerful statement here. He says, he was a murderer from the beginning. Notice the characteristic. He does not stand in truth. Because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a false hood, he speaks what is natural to him. This is a characteristic of Satan. He's a liar. For he is a liar himself and the father of lies and, and of all that is false. That's very interesting. Satan is a liar. In other words, let me rephrase that. If Satan promises you that you're going to receive uh, the world and when you get into sin and you practice the life of sin, I'm going to give you all of this. Like he did Jesus when he was tempting him. I'll give all of this to you. When Jesus was like, hello, God already owns it. You're, you can't give something that you didn't create. God created this. My father and you're trying to give me that's already ours? <laughs> well, that's why he's a deceiver. The Bible says in John 10.10, 10, the thief comes only in order. Notice the characteristic. That he may steal, that he may kill, that he may destroy. And the, notice the character of Jesus. I come that they may have life, and enjoy life and have it in abundance to full till overflows. That's what Jesus wants. He wants to not only give you life, but give it to you more abundantly. Satan doesn't want you to enjoy God's grace, God's restoration, God's uh, forgiveness. Satan doesn't want you to repent. Repentance drives 
him away. True repentance, heartfelt repentance, drives the thief, the robber, the destroyer, the liar, the sin-originated monkey, drives him away from your life. If you truly repent. I didn't say that he wasn't going to come back and try to tempt you to backslide because he's going to. Satan doesn't want us to repent of sin. Satan doesn't want us to ask God for forgiveness. Satan wants us to, to um, stay bound up, defeated, lonely, hopeless generation so that when a time comes and judgment comes we're rightfully judged by the word of God God's judgment is very righteous and I'm here to tell you he sent Jesus to the cross to set you and me free to set us free from this judgment even though we will be judged. But thank God we'll be underneath the blood. Thank God that we'll be underneath that mercy. Hallelujah. We'll be underneath that grace. That's something to be very excited about. Amen. It's very important to understand what we're saying. I want you to understand. That, that, that when you repent... Satan will leave. It will drive him away. He cannot stand repentance. You know, my eye caught this scripture. I love this verse of scripture. The Amplified says it this way. In John 10, verse 9. I am the door. Anyone who enters in through me will be saved. Will live. And he will come in. And he will go out freely. And I will find pastor. That amazes me right there. How much God loves you. And how much grace he's willing to pour out. He's saying I'm the door. Come through me. So if you're not born again. And you're back sitting. Maybe you've drawn cold in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Through unforgiveness. I'm asking you, I'm pleading with you today to get born again, to repent of your sins. Just say this with me. Holy Spirit, Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. And I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Wash me through the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I acknowledge I have sinned and I acknowledge that I went astray. But I forgive all who hurt me. And I release them as you forgive me. I forgive them in Jesus' name. Wash my slate clean. Release me from this burden of condemnation and guilt. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to do my best to serve you. 
So that's why I need the Holy Spirit to come alive in me. Help me understand the word. Help me to grow and develop my faith. Help me to walk in righteousness. Help me to walk in holiness. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen and amen. I challenge you, go to a Christian. Go to somebody and share with them that you rededicated your life back to Christ. That you got born again for the first time through this prayer. Let us know. God bless you. You have a wonderful day.